Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew And Today on the show, we're talking $51,400 Bitcoin. And we're also talking to the founder and host of Women in Blockchain Talks, Lavinia Osborne. That's today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. What a day, what a day. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to my brother. Happy birthday, man. You're 36, 37, 38. I don't even know how old you are. We're getting old. It doesn't even matter. You're still alive and it's your birthday. I love you, man. I hope you're hodling and I hope you're listening to the show. He actually told me he doesn't listen to the show. That breaks my heart. But hey, he hasn't been in crypto for about three years because he got all depressed at the bear market. So he, he never came back in. He lost too much money trading NEO and NEO gas. You know, the other day I put out an NFT episode and we did kind of a breakdown, a 101 on what are NFTs. And I want to start doing that more. There's a lot of people coming into the space right now because of the hype about Bitcoin, the talk about Bitcoin. It's in mainstream news. A lot of big companies are hedging into Bitcoin. And so I want to make sure that everybody has the knowledge that they want to navigate the space. So if you would, send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. And I would love to hear your ideas of 101s or breakdown episodes or ideas for topics that we should go and deep dive into to give everybody the education, the base knowledge to understand the blockchain space and understand the tech and the innovation. So send me an email. Give me some suggestions. MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. What do you want to learn about? But right now, I just want to hear about those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 10.50 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $51,138.92, up 4.2% from yesterday. And if you remember yesterday, I said the CEO of MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor, is selling $600 million worth of convertible senior notes to buy more Bitcoin. Well, I spoke too soon. I'm wrong. He's not selling $600 million worth of convertible senior notes. He's selling $900 million worth of convertible senior notes to buy Bitcoin. If you remember, MicroStrategy already owns around 71,000 Bitcoin, paying around $1.145 billion for the stash. Well, today, that stash is worth $3.5 billion. So you can't blame Michael for wanting to get some more. Ethereum is sitting at $1,809.92, up 1.8% from yesterday. Litecoin, 226.82, up 7.9% from yesterday. Chainlink, 31.61, down 0.4%. And XRP, 53.9 cents, up 1.3% from yesterday. Total market cap, we're sitting at $1.53 trillion, up almost 3% from yesterday, with BTC dominance of 61.8%. And like I said in the intro, in our main conversation today, we're talking to Lavinia Osborne, the founder and host of Women in Blockchain Talks. And we're talking about why representation matters in the blockchain space. Enjoy this conversation and I'll see you after it for headlines. 
Hi, Matthew. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. You are the founder and host of Women in Blockchain Talks. And I want to know, first of all, what is it? Well, Women in Blockchain Talks is a platform that is promoting and open up access to the blockchain sphere to everybody and everybody meaning women and just people who don't fit the norm of what blockchain is perceived to be, particularly here in Europe, particularly here in the UK, London. What is yeah. the norm? Can you paint that picture for me? What, what do you think the status quo of, of the blockchain look? And I want to frame that in a little bit because I was just talking to Isaiah Jackson, the author of Bitcoin and Black America. And when we were talking about um, Wall Street Bets and Wall Street Bets logo, their logo is a white guy with blonde hair and a business suit and sunglasses on. And that was the stereotypical image of what Wall Street would look like. And we, that means mm -hmm. money, trading, power, business. What do you see that stereotypical image look like for blockchain? It's similar. So you have like the sort of guys, the student looking in their bedrooms, um, on the peripherals of society, working on a technology cooking something up that's different, that people look down on, um, and all that people question um, its viability. And then to the other extreme, you have the city guys who look like Wall Street guys, so white, maybe young, so tech innovators, but generally like traders, white guys in suits and talk about money and talk about how much they're making and not talking about the social impact of blockchain because blockchain isn't just about cryptocurrency. It's not just about how much money you're making. It's about the social impact of blockchain. And for many women, these are subjects that matter to them. And it matters to many people, but you will find a majority, or I have found, a majority of women are pushing for this, promoting this, talking about this. But what you see of the media, it's just all about the money and the men who are in suits, making money and talking lots of jargon that most people just don't understand. So they feel alienated. I mean, tech in and of itself can be alienating to many people. And then now you have blockchain and cryptocurrency. It just seems like a different world, a different level. This is a podcast, so people can't see you. Uh, you are a Black British woman. I am a biracial American man. What do you feel that it should look like? We said that what you what is stereotypical, but if you were going to give it a new logo, a new icon, a new image, like we said, Wall Street Bets, what would that look like? Well, representation matters. So it has to look like a woman like me. It has to look like men in suits because we do need the men in suits they're part of the equation they're part of the ecosystem so it's not about negating them it's just about the space representing others who don't look like them so yeah it would look like you it would look like young people it would look like older people i mean you have to look at the different aspects of blockchain as well because if you're just focusing on cryptocurrency then it's across the board financial inclusion financial well-being is important and what blockchain does it, allow, it gives people an equal playing field to create wealth it looks like a housewife it looks like a student. It looks like a professional woman that looks like me. It looks like you. So just multicultural is what I'm talking about. Um, and just to say I'm yeah, British Jamaican, British Caribbean. Awesome. Thank you very much for clarifying that. I've never uh, actually tried to put a label on a British Jamaican or a British uh, Caribbean person. So <laughs> I, I learned something today. You said representation matters. 
How do you cre- create multinational, multi-ethnicity, multi-financial background, education background, representation in a space when it comes to the forefront logo, the forefront image, the forefront idea? So why, why does it, just because something's the norm, why do we have to stay within the box? You know, blockchain wasn't created about, it wasn't created with the intention of staying within the box. It's about decentralization. It's about disruption. So for me, the image doesn't have to be of one person. It could be a group of people. And that is the image. And that group is representative of many rather than just one or a few. You said that there's a lot of narrative around the number number going up, price, finance, um, getting rich, right? And there's a lot of social impact that's going to happen with blockchain. Mm-hmm. How do you take the number go up narrative out? And why would you want to do that? I mean, part of the adoption of blockchain and Bitcoin is that it is going to be a digital gold. I mean, we want to see the number go up. The number go up means mm-hmm. that it's becoming more accepted, accepted by institutions, accepted by financial institutions, uh, people mm-hmm. in general. That is a big part of the narrative of digital gold. And there's mm-hmm. also the social aspects. How do you create that balance? That's what I'm asking. I don't. I'm quite happy for digital currencies to go up. I think it's amazing. And it just shows the viability and the possibilities of what you can do with this digital currency or digital currencies out there or decentralized digital currencies. Um, But the balance is about creating a platform where people can learn about cryptocurrency equally as they can learn about blockchain and the different aspects of opportunities it's creating across the board, across the industry. As I touched upon, you know, blockchain is about decentralization, taking out that middle person and giving the power back to the people. But the people is everyone, not just one set of people. Um, And then also looking at how you can leverage cryptocurrency which is of course part and parcel of blockchain to increase your wealth but not take away from the social impact of where you're at or where your position or what you want to create in the world i want want to go back to women in blockchain look the people that i have contact with every day um in blockchain i think 80 percent are women uh the most Mm -hmm. of the women that i people i follow on twitter are women the most of the advice that i take uh from twitter are women. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the people that I most respect in the space are women. And the people that I interact with daily to do this job are women. Mm-hmm. Where is the divide? For me, in my day-to-day life, 80% of blockchain is women. Where are they not at that we need mm-hmm. to see more women, more minorities, and different um, demographics in blockchain? The numbers speak for themselves at the end of the day, Matthew. We have our ecosystems, our our macro um, arenas, our macro worlds, and most of the people that I engage with within the blockchain arena are women. But you speak to anyone outside of our world, because remember, blockchain hasn't been adopted by the whole world. It's only been adopted by a few, a minority even. Um, And so outside of that, you just don't see it. And I speak to women every day and they tell me, Lavinia, where are the women? And so when you take Cointelegraph's top 100 notable people in blockchain, they were excited to state that 24% of their top 50 are women. But when you look at it from 100% 
overview rather than 50%, it's actually only 16% and only two women were a part of their top 20. You also have global data research and data global research, they did a list of the top most influential blockchainers in quarter three of 2020. There were no women. So based on that, based on someone looking in, wanting to just find out about that industry and, and find out about this ecosystem in this industry, and wanting representation, there isn't that much. And therefore, we have to do what we can to just open it up so that everyone can take advantage of this amazing opportunity with crypto. And, you know, let's just think about the job market as well. With the pandemic, many jobs have gone. So women particularly have been hit worse. So they're looking at different ways to transfer their skill sets. What is the industry? What is the arena that is growing? Is it not blockchain? So if people don't know about it or don't understand it or can't see representation of themselves in it, then that's going to delay them from coming into this space. And that's what I don't want. And that is the mission of Women in Blockchain Talks. It's not about negating men. It's just inviting everybody into this space and making it an equal playing field. Then where's the wall? Where is the wall that there is only two of the top 20 most influential people in blockchain are women? Where is the wall that is not allowing women to access the this dialogue, this, this space? Mm-hmm. Well, I, w- I would say to you, Matthew, people don't know what they don't know. And so women, you have to, it's going back many years. If you look at STEM, science, technology, engineering, maths, these are industries that are male-led and there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time the numbers speak for themselves why is it that women feel like they this is not a space for them why is it that the numbers are represented the way that they are let me let me let me let me me, me just jump in there is that what is that the case is it that the case that they don't feel that this is a space for them so they don't enter yes yes it's a mindset thing it's a it's a conditioning of our genders of what roles individuals go for for which genders go for and even within the blockchain space i see many women more women i've seen as business developers marketers pr rather than operations ctos cfos don't get me wrong i've seen them and this is my space so i know them but when i was working as an employee in this space and going to events you know, there was many articles and discussions about the marketing girls, you know, in front of certain booths to attract the people with the deep pockets. And guess what sex the people with the deep pockets were. So, you know, that in itself was just perpetrating the roles of men and female within blockchain. And for me, that was wrong because that's not what blockchain is about. Yes, business is business, and people will use certain ideologies to sell and to attract. And to, you know, to to raise funds, but ultimately to make, for me, I want to change that. And I want to empower individuals. And when and I say individuals, because it's not just women, it's everyone, but women are my focus to come in this space, share their voice and stake their position in blockchain. Last question. What's the solution and how do we help? How does people like me or anybody else that's listening to this help you with that goal? Well, one of the things that we're going to be doing, Women in Blockchain Talks, is we're going to be doing uh, 10,000 women into blockchain, into the blockchain space. Uh, we may even raise that to a million. 
um, in a certain amount of time, uh, be it 2023. And so I think it's just really important. You you said it yourself, you are a male advocate, and there are many male advocates in this space. Um, but it's about education. It's always about education. It's about networking. It's about mentorship. It's about creating roles that just speak to both sexes and not just one. So in the recruiting of individuals, and it's about creating communities and supporting those communities, giving someone like me a voice to share the mission of making this space more equal. That's what you can do. And that's what you are doing. <laughs> you are an example. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Lavinia Osborne, founder and host of Women in Blockchain Talks. I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing with us. Thank you. And another news. I hope you guys have been paying attention to NFTs. I've been saying NFTs, NFTs. If you're an artist, make sure you check out how to put your art on the blockchain because I want you to sell it. I want you to make a lot of money. I want you to make the amount of money that this crypto punk was just sold for. Wait for it. It was sold for 78F or $136,000 for a pixelated dude with glasses and a beanie. This artist, Pranksy NFT, has been selling these pixelated artworks all over the place. Earlier this year, he saw one called Punk, number 2890, sell for over 605F, or $760,000. Now, that's on the high end. Now, his cheapest punks are selling for about 9.5F, or $17,000. Now, unless Pranksy is actually Banksy in disguise, I don't know why these are being priced so high. What I can say is I want you to get paid like this person's getting paid. So if you are an artist, think about putting some of your art on the blockchain, put it on one of these exchanges, and please try to get paid and tell them I sent you. And when you make that bank, come on, cut me off a slice, please. This German cannabis company bets on Bitcoin instead of the euro. As we all know, every country is printing money, making that money printer, making their Fed, their central banks go burr. And a lot of people are turning to Bitcoin in order to hedge against the inflation of their fiat currency. And Symbionic SE, probably smoking some weed one night, had this great idea of, why don't we do the same? And they are putting money into Bitcoin to hedge against the inflation of the euro. The Decrypt article, which is linked in the show notes, by the way, does not state how much Symbiotic SE is going to invest into Bitcoin. However, it's not the first German publicly traded company to invest into Bitcoin. So can we say that MicroStrategy and Michael Saylor, their ideas of hedging into Bitcoin is catching on? Now, my personal opinion about this, here's my two cents. I always have to give it. You guys know me by now. It takes a certain CEO to put money into Bitcoin. If it's Michael Saylor or Jack Dorsey or Elon Musk, there's just something about them that gives you the, the vibe that says, yeah, I can see them doing something like that. Now, somebody like Tim Cook, that's a little bit more like if Tim Cook bought Bitcoin for Apple or used Apple to buy Bitcoin, you'd be like, now that is crazy. And so when a cannabis company does it, it's almost like the same, I guess, vibe as an Elon Musk, a Jack Dorsey, a Michael Saylor, somebody that's already thinking outside the box, somebody that's a little bit extreme, a non-typical CEO. So I can see a lot more people like them coming on and buying Bitcoin. But what I really want to see, I want to see the Tim Cooks buy Bitcoin. And finally, in some very interesting news, even though Bitcoin breaks a new all-time high, 
A survey by the consultant Gardner came out today said that only 16% of finance executives would hold Bitcoin sometime in the future. However, only 5% of these executives said that they would be bullish on holding it this year, while 9% said they'll hold it around 2024 or so, and only 1% said they'll hold it sometime between 2022 and 2023. Nobody's really in a rush to get Bitcoin. At least finance executives aren't in a rush. But are they right? Now, we know the cycles of Bitcoin. We know that it's the halving cycle. This is the halving cycle. We're bulling right now. When we bear it, we'll be our bottom. And we might have to wait until 2024 for the next bull. But when we bull it then, we'll be the top. Only time will tell. But let's see if these finance executives are on the right side of history. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and the most important part, leave us a comment. It helps us stay visible. It helps people have the confidence to click on this and spend their time with us daily. And, well, it gives me feedback, and I love hearing from you. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling, everybody.